When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Podcast. We are live today previewing picks number one through eight in the upcoming NFL Draft. And joining me again today, as he has many a times before, is my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing today? Doing good. Good, beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. It's Easter Sunday. Uh, and, uh, me and dad are both, uh, Christians. Uh, I actually pastor a church. Dad has been preaching at a church as well, filling in for, uh, them without a pastor. And so today is a day that we, uh, are big fans of, uh, celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I'm always happy if anybody has any questions about God and they want to ask, not during the podcast necessarily, <laughs> but other times you can always reach out and we're always happy to talk, uh, about that. Uh, with people, but today is a big day for us as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what comes from that, ultimately salvation uh, through Christ as well. So uh, a happy Easter to everyone listening. Thank you for joining with us today, and uh, we're excited to talk NFL Draft. Before we get to the NFL Draft, Dad, we've got the uh, NCAA Finals Championship coming up uh, tomorrow, I believe, Gonzaga and Baylor. Uh, I'm sure you had a perfect bracket. Uh, did it, did it go the way you thought it would go? Uh, no, um, it's funny, you know, you said before it started, this could be the one where the number one seeds would go through and we did end up with number one and number two, uh, UCLA. I don't know if anybody saw that. I haven't seen if anybody has a bracket, that's still active or not, you know, that's a totally correct. But um, that was surprising, quite a game last night. You know, they took them to the wire there. So, um, but, you know, you have number one and number two in the undefeated team in the championship. Um, should be a really good basketball game. Yeah, I think it will be too. I think that's going to be a really close game. Um, I mean, they're the two best teams in the nation. They have been all season long. Michigan kind of popped up there for a second, but 
overall it was Baylor and Gonzaga all year. So yeah, it should should come down to a pretty awesome game. And uh, we'll be interested to see how it turns out. I lost my bracket pool. I needed Baylor to lose, and they didn't. So I'm I'm done. I'm not going to win anything in my office pool. But nonetheless, it should should be down to good basketball at the least uh, moving forward uh, from there. Uh, baseball season started this week. Uh, we we're often often running there. Um, Dad, how's your fantasy baseball team doing so far? It's doing really good. Uh, the team I'm playing this week, I'm doing really well right now. So <laughs> we won't mention who that is, but anyhow, so yeah, no, off, off to a good start. Haven't had um, you know a lot of injuries, even though it's only been a few days. And um, yeah, look, looks like baseball, you know, could be a little more wide open than it has been. I don't know if it'll be parity like the NFL, but um, you know, at least early on, um, it looks like. People have been competitive in the first few games. Yeah, you know, I, we're playing each other in fantasy baseball, and he is absolutely smoking me at the second uh, right now in every way, shape, and form. But oh well, it's okay. It's the first week we can get we can we can take a hard loss here. The first week is fine, <laughs> fine with me. Um, but today we're talking football. Uh, off, NFL offseason is something that both of us have liked for uh, many years. Being able to look at the draft, guys coming in from college, and and there's there's always that sense of hope uh, when you come to the draft before the draft, thinking, okay, our team, the team that you cheer for, they're going to get better here this weekend, and those kinds of things, and and that's the way you look at it. Of course, that doesn't always happen. Last year, uh, Green Bay Packers, who we cheer for, they drafted a quarterback in the first round, and we were all a little surprised by that, especially the trading up to get one. And didn't give us a whole lot of hope, I don't think, for that season as far as adding to the season. But nonetheless, they still ended up doing okay uh, throughout the season as well. But uh, we're going to look uh, over the next couple episodes. We're going to be previewing the NFL draft. We're going to look at eight picks um, each episode. And then we'll also, the last episode, look at the teams that do not have first-round picks. There are three teams uh, this year. Without first-round draft picks, the uh, Los Angeles Rams, the Seattle Seahawks, and the Houston Texans. So we'll look at those three teams at the end uh, in our last preview episode as well. So today we're looking at the top eight picks, uh, which is the Jacksonville Jaguars, New York Jets, San Francisco, who traded up to number three, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Miami, uh, who had a trade with Philadelphia, then Detroit and Carolina will round out the top eight today. So dad, we're going to get started right off the bat with number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a whole new coaching staff this year. Urban Meyer comes in from college. He hired Daryl Bevel to be the offensive coordinator and Joe Cullen to run the defense, which I have down. They are in a 4-3 defense, which surprised me a little bit. But um, uh, Bevel's been around for a little while, offensive coordinator, uh, seen him in a few different stops as well. I uh, don't have any major losses for Jacksonville. And when I was preparing for this, just a heads up on everybody, I did not look at the cuts, um, so I may miss some people. But uh, through acquisitions and things like that, they did add uh, Shaquille Griffin. They added an edge rusher in Roy Robertson Harris and a safety in Rayshon Jenkins. I've got their main needs as quarterback, tight end, and linebacker. But at number one overall, I don't, I don't think there's any question who they should take and that being Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Dad, do you think there's a debate at who they should take at number one, or do you think this one's set? I, you would think this one's set. Um, you know, he's been the top guy for a couple of years, and he didn't do anything to discourage that. 
Um, quarterback position has become so important. Um, you know, years ago, you wanted to have the guy have a couple years behind somebody, but now you want a guy that could come right in and play. And uh, Trevor Lawrence is probably, even though probably a pretty strong quarterback class, especially on the high end, um, but it seems like he's far and away, um, far and away better um, from there. You know, early on, everybody always speculated with Urban Meyer, you know, with Justin Fields being from Ohio State. But, um, and it looks like we'll get to him, but he's jumped up the ladder a little bit with some of his workouts and stuff. But I wouldn't, I, I, I don't think you can pass on Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you know, they're comparing him to Andrew Luck as far as being one of the most just NFL-ready guys to come in in a while at, at quarterback position, as well as a guy that's really a – and most people feel solid in saying he's a guaranteed lock to be a solid, um, if not star, NFL quarterback. And, uh, you know, that's a lot of weight to put on his shoulders. But three years in college, as a three-year starter, of course he was uh, – as a freshman, he, he played some in most of his freshman year. But – uh, you know, he's won. He's won a national championship. He's won a lot of games. And uh, obviously, he's had good talent around him. But uh, to me, the Jaguars are set up to have a pretty fast turnaround bringing Trevor Lawrence in. They've got some talented players. I like their receiving core. They've got some good guys on defense as well. Um, Josh Allen from Kentucky, the edge rusher, uh, has been great there. So I like I like what the Jaguars are doing. I think Trevor Lawrence as this is if if anybody gets a mock draft wrong at pick number one, that's going to be a problem. I think Trevor Lawrence is a lock and is set to be there. And I think it's the right pick too. There's there's a difference, right, Dad, between the right pick and what they they will actually do. Some teams you know they're going to do something, but you don't agree with the pick. I think Trevor Lawrence though is he is the right pick at number one. Right. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Jets. Number two, uh, the New York Jets, uh, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. New coaching staff as well uh, with the Jets. Robert Salah or Sela or Sela, uh, I think it's Salah is how you say that. Uh, they're coming in from San Francisco. Mike LaFleur, brother of the Green Bay Packer head coach Matt LaFleur, is the offensive coordinator coming over as well from San Francisco. Jeff Ulbrich running the defense at a 4-3 as well. Uh, at least in the base. They brought in uh, some key additions on the defensive line. Carl Lewis is an edge rusher. Sheldon Rankins, uh, interior lineman. And then a wide receiver from Tennessee, Corey Davis, comes over to the Jets as well. They've got a number of needs. Um, I've got them down as needing running backs, uh, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line help, linebacker, safety, cornerback. Um, you know, quarterback is obviously it's a little bit of a need depending on how you feel about Sam Darnold. Uh, you know, let's start with Sam Darnold, Dad. What do you think the chances are Sam Darnold still ends up being a decent NFL quarterback? Um, at this point, I mean, I think he has potential. I don't think it's, he's been there enough to say he's not going to make it. You've seen other guys that had potential that, you know, didn't make it with the first team, but did well somewhere else. I know we've got some quarterbacks that we think will do well because they switch teams and switch places. Um, I, I don't know, you know, when it comes to the draft, um, any good um, personnel 
person, any good organization doesn't tip their hand. So you really don't know. I mean, you know, when they're talking, everybody says Zach Wilson. I, I don't know. I, based on the talent at quarterback and some of the other talent, I, I couldn't tell you who, but I'll be surprised if these eight picks stay that way. I think somebody will come up, um, have somebody in mind. And to me, the Jets is the – if they think Darnold can be the quarterback at all, they're in the ideal spot um, to make a move and get a lot for them. Uh, the Jets, like you said, have needs. You know, we've heard this a lot with NFL people, but you never get enough good football players. And there are several teams, and I think the Jets are one of those. What do they need? They just need good – football players. Um, there be any number of positions. They're not stacked anywhere. Uh, if they get good football players, good character people, um, then that's going to be important. But you can get that in the second, third, fourth round. We've seen that. Um, but, I, you know, where is what they feel about Sam Darnold, um, if they don't move him before the draft, I, you know, I've got to think that they're going to, you know, that they, they may do something with him. I can't see them keeping him and then drafting Zach Wilson. That just seems like a recipe for disaster there, and you won't get as much from them. Well, yeah, but you're talking about what they should do versus what they will do at the same time with yeah. this because the Jets, you know, and yes, they have some new people in, obviously a new coaching staff and everything as well. I like Sam Darnold. I think he can still develop into a nice quarterback. I thought a team like Chicago, Washington – uh, somebody like that could have been a good fit for Darnold. And I've heard the best offer the Jets have gotten was a third-round draft pick or maybe a conditional fourth-round draft pick for him. Obviously, I think any team in the NFL should should take a stab at that one. But nonetheless, here they are with lots of holes. There's other team, you know, other players up here at the top. You're talking about um, some offensive linemen like Panay Sewell, uh, the guy out of let's see, Rashawn Slater, another offensive. Alignment. You've got Jamar Chase, the receiver out of LSU. Obviously, if you want to help your quarterback, you get him some weapons. Kyle Pitts out of Florida, the tight end as well. Um, to me, again, I you know I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not invested in the Jets, but I feel like you could make your team better by keeping Darnold at this point. But we also know that if you have a quarterback that you think is great, you don't pass on him. And yeah. Zach Wilson, his numbers are really good in college. Um, he's very mobile as well. Um, you know, his winning record's okay. Uh, I still don't understand why Justin Fields isn't being mentioned more at number two than he than he is currently. But Zach Wilson seems to be the locked-in pick for the New York Jets. I don't know that I think it's the right pick. I don't think it's a horrible pick. I don't know that I think it's the right pick. I would say improve your team other places. Yeah, I mean, if you could trade down Carolina at eight, um, cause they're, they're a team that's going to need a quarterback and you can move down to eight. You're still going to be, have one of the top players in the draft come to you. And, and who knows the smorgasbord of picks that you can get for it as well. Um, you know, that's interesting for sure. But I, I sounds like all the professionals agreed on two things this year. The Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence and the jets are taking Zach Wilson. And so I'm not going to go against those those uh, professionals at this point because everybody's saying the same thing. And so I'm going to say that the Jets will pick Zach Wilson. Now, I'll have a mock draft right before the draft happens. Um, so this is not my official mock draft picks yet, but that's where I think right now I'm comfortable saying Trevor Lawrence won 
Zach Wilson too. Dad, do you think they should they sh- uh, will go Zach Wilson? Not not should, but will. Do you think they will go Zach Wilson, or do you think they'll trade down? Um, I mean, you know, the consensus is they'll go Zach Wilson again. I think it's just how they feel about Sam Darnold. Um, if, if they're comfortable with Sam Darnold, you know, he's a little bit no more of a known commodity than a guy, but like you said, Zach Wilson. And again, I, I think fields could go anywhere. I think, you know, he dropped for a while. Now he's come back up. Um, he's got a lot of potential. I don't think he'll last very long. Um, but you know, you've not heard him mentioned there again. And, and I don't know that much about the Jets general manager, you know, a little more about their coaching staff um, just because of their association with um, LaFleur. But um, I, you know, I, I don't know Douglas that, you know, anything about where that goes. Uh, obviously, you know, they've got potential. They've got a plan. They're in a spot where they need to help themselves. When you have the second pick in a draft you, in you know, a lot of teams have a history of not, you know, messing that up. But um, the Jets, you know, brought in new people. They need to give them a chance. And if they think Zach Wilson's the guy, then, you know, I, I, I think that that makes sense. I just don't see him, and I could be wrong, but I don't see him keeping Sam Darnold on the team and drafting Zach Wilson. Um, yeah. and, and it may be a day of the draft thing. And I know you can say he's worth more than a third-round pick, but, you know, you get a third and a fourth, and depending on who you're switching spots with, um, you know, um, I don't know. And it may get something better than that as they go along. Um, but, again. You always you know, have the option, too, though, of keeping Sam Darnold for now, and then the quarterback goes down. Like last year, uh, Dak Prescott went down or something like that. A quarterback goes down, and all of a sudden a team is is desperate for a quarterback you might get more value out of Darnold at that point than you're going to get out of him right now. I still think a team out there wants him. I mean, I I don't know why Washington wouldn't want to go out and get him. Now, maybe they've got their eye on somebody in the draft as well. But um, to me, teams like Washington, Washington makes the most sense. They're a team that's ready. They've got everything you need. And and I think Darnold's better than Fitzpatrick, but maybe not. Um, How do you rank the five quarterbacks? So you've got Lawrence, uh, Wilson, Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones. How do you rank those five? Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think Fields is number two. I think from what I've, I've read, I'm not an expert, but I would think Wilson and Lance are real close, and Jones would be after that. Um, Jones in a program where he's a winner. I think all five of those could end up being really good quarterbacks. Um and, and everyone needs that, you know, whether they have to have it this year or whether um, it's a backup. Again, all of these teams work all these guys out. They all look at them. And, um, you know, like Aaron Rodgers went late in the first round. Somebody slides. Somebody's going to get one of those guys. And, boy, if two or three of them slide, that will really – I think that will shake up the draft order pretty quick. Yeah, and I've got it, Lawrence, then I've got Wilson and Fields on the same level, Lance right behind them, and then I've got Mac Jones fifth as well. I just haven't seen Mac Jones enough. Um, He didn't do it as long as some of these other guys have done it. But, I mean, you go back and you look at Joe Burrow, his his year, not not the year before he came out, but, you know, he wasn't that great. And then all of a sudden he had this spectacular year because of 
the system he was in. Well, he got put into the right system in the NFL. He continues to look great. Um, that's another big issue, of course, as well as the system they end up in. All right, so we got Lawrence at one. Wilson, we think, at two to the Jets, or I think at least to the Jets. And then number three is where it gets really interesting. San Francisco 49ers make a trade uh, with Miami. It's technically the Houston pick at number three. Uh, San Francisco, uh, let's see here. They have uh, Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniel, D'Amico Ryans are the coordinators um, as well. They lose receiver Kendrick Bourne. They bring in a center and Alex Mack. They've got needs, depending on who you are, they've got needs at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, linebacker, and safety. Quarterback, they still have Jimmy Garoppolo on the uh, roster. And they claim they're going to keep them there. We'll see about that. You don't trade up to number three for an offensive lineman. Uh, not this early, especially. Uh, maybe the day of, and you're going to go up and get a guy. But this far out, you're trading up for a quarterback. Um, at this point, we assume that the quarterbacks on the, on the board are going to be Justin Fields and Trey Lance. You also got the wide receiver, Jamar Chase, that everybody agrees is the best wide receiver in the draft. Uh, Penny Sewell, offensive lineman. You got Devontae Smith from Alabama, Micah Parsons. Linebacker from Penn State, uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end, of course, Greg Kittle in San Francisco already. But I mean, the way people are talking about Pitts is pretty crazy. Uh, nonetheless, San Francisco at number three. I'm assuming quarterback. I don't. Again, I don't know why you trade up to number three m- a month before the draft to draft someone other than a quarterback. The big rumor is Mac Jones. I cannot, for the life of me, believe they traded up to three for Mac Jones. But um, if you've been listening and been watching and been reading, everyone's Kyle Shanahan always brings up Kirk Cousins, how much he loves Kirk Cousins, how much a quarterback like Kirk Cousins works for their their system. Mac Jones is the closest thing to Kirk Cousins, a guy that you're going to overpay for years and years and years that doesn't have elite talent, uh, but is good, good enough to be an NFL quarterback. Uh, Dad, what are your thoughts with San Francisco at number three? Well, obviously – it's interesting that they moved up, like you said, so early that this trade happened. Um, it makes sense they came up for a quarterback, except when you're in the number three spot, unless you say any of these three are fine, and that's usually not the case because these guys aren't the same style of quarterbacks, aren't the same background of quarterbacks. Um, but, um, again, you know, he, he's got a very set system. Um, Fields probably fits that really, really well. Actually, Fields or Jones, either one, probably do um, from there. So I, I get it makes sense the quarterback is is where you go, um, that he moved up that way. But it is funny that he moved up that early without knowing who is available there um, because, again, you know, is he fine with Zach Wilson? He may drop down. Um, anything could happen there. Um, unless they've got their eye, you know, on a corner or on a wide receiver or somebody that they just, they wanted, but you wouldn't think again, you would trade up that early for that. And you wouldn't think they would trade again. Um, I wondered about that. You know, we talked about the jets, you know, you swap picks, you're not, you're not, <laughs> you know, it's just that that'd be a great deal for the Jets. Um, but you wouldn't think you would think there's somebody they want or a couple that they feel comfortable with. And uh, that's why they came up there. Um, they can say what they want about Jimmy 
Garofalo, but uh, he's not the guy. And he's proved that there. And, um, you, you know, they need a quarterback. Um, yep. I thought about that with the Jets. Their coach is from San Francisco, and San Francisco's been competitive without a top-line, quote, quarterback. But they probably need one. So, But, again, I think that's another reason to think he could go with Sam Darnold. Um, but, um, you would think San Francisco traded up to get a quarterback who it is, you know, nobody likes to tip their hand. Um, you know, everybody says it's Mac Jones. That's usually the kiss of death. And, um, you just don't know, but fields is going to be really hard to pass up. And again, you know, Trey Lance, you know, there's a quarterback came from North Dakota state that was pretty good. And, um, <laughs> well, he know, was. But it's he still. Was, he was. <laughs> but um, I mean, this guy's got lots of potential, and and all, every team now gets people who can develop quarterbacks. And Shanahan's probably a good guy at that. So, yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. So no one likes to tip their their hand. Yet everybody's saying Mac Jones to San Francisco. My thought immediately goes, it's not Mac Jones. Um, again, you don't trade. A, I don't think you trade up the number three for Mac Jones. Um, you know, Atlanta, they've got Matt Ryan. I guess if they like Matt Ryan, they're going to like Mac Jones. So maybe, well, we got to get ahead of Atlanta, but I don't think that's it. I think it's going to be Trey Lance at number three. Personally, I like Justin Fields better than Trey Lance, but I think San Francisco is more likely to go Trey Lance at this point. And that could change. We still have a couple of weeks, three, four weeks before the draft that could change. You know, could they have jumped ahead Atlanta, you know, you know, maybe Atlanta needs Kyle Pitts. San Francisco might like Kyle Pitts. I don't think you're going to trade up to three, though, when you already have George Kittle for Kyle Pitts. Um, outside of that, if you're looking at quarterbacks, you know, Atlanta might take a quarterback. Cincinnati's not going to. Miami's not going to. So, I mean, you could have went to eight, um, although maybe – or um, seven, I mean, with Detroit. I don't know. There's There was other options there. To go up to three, there's someone they want. There's someone they know is available because I think Lawrence and Wilson, I think they're locked in at one and two. So I think it goes Trey Lance to San Francisco. I might change my mind before the draft, but at this point, um, you know, if you look at Shanahan's past, he hasn't tipped his hand in the past. He hasn't given up information in the past. And even though they haven't come out and, and done anything to debunk the theory that they're taking Mac Jones, this is just a play, I think, for them uh, to go ahead and get the quarterback they want. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. Um, if it's not, I won't be totally surprised, but it's, if it's not a quarterback, I will be absolutely shocked, uh, for sure. And the 49ers, again, a very good team, um, with some good talent Their their wide receivers are not good by the way in San Francisco. Yep. So, I mean, if you go get a Jamar chase, if you think he's an elite wide receiver, but the, seems like wide receiver is so deep in this draft as well, it doesn't make sense to go up to three. So we'll see. I'm guessing quarterback. Uh, there and I'm going to guess Trey Lance. Pick number four is the Atlanta Falcons coming off a, a rough couple seasons. They go ahead and make the change. They bring in the Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. He brings in offensive coordinator Dave Ragone and defensive coordinator, the old man in the room, Dean Pease, coming over with him. Uh, he was with Tennessee there for a while as well. They lose uh, two safeties, Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen as well as their center, Alex Mack. No main major additions for Atlanta. They've got a lot of needs as well. Uh, depending on how you feel about Matt Ryan, they could use a quarterback of the future. Running back, tight end, uh, offensive line, and then pretty much every spot on defense they need they need help too. They've got a lot of holes to fill. I think the best players available 
for them, if you look at quarterbacks, you're looking at Fields and Lance, uh, one of those two. Kyle Pitts at tight end. Uh, I believe um, Todd McShay had Kyle Pitts going there in his latest mock draft to Atlanta. Patrick Sertain, the cornerback out of Alabama. Again, you've got offensive linemen there, Panay Sewell, Rashawn Slater. Um, maybe linebacker help with Micah Parsons as well. Dad, I think at number four, with the quarterbacks that you have in this class, I think Atlanta is going to go quarterback of the future here as well. New coaching staff, though, I mean, when you got a guy like Matt Ryan, if you want to win right away, then you stick with Matt Ryan and you go somewhere else with this. But where do you think Atlanta's leaning here at number four? Well, I think you made an interesting point there. It's a new coaching staff. Um, and I think it's a new general manager, too. Uh, and um, you don't know. Um, again, I, I depending which quarterbacks are left after the third pick, we know Carolina wants a quarterback. And this is probably the ideal spot for them to make a move to if they have a guy uh, they really want. Um, will Atlanta take a quarterback? I wouldn't think that's their best need at this point. Uh, some people I know you say, well, it doesn't matter. Justin Fields is from Georgia. Um, you know, does that matter? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, it would add a lot of excitement. Plus he has, he has a ton of talent. Mm -hmm. Um, is he a guy that can start right away? Well, I don't think you probably trade Matt Ryan. Um, even though, like you said, there's a couple teams out there that still need quarterbacks, but you wouldn't think that's where that's going to go. And, um, there, you know, like you said, you know, Pitts's name is coming up a lot. And um, in the last few years, that position has changed. Yes. Um, good tight, tight ends or or, or, or where it is. Um, again, Smith coming from Tennessee, they've used a tight end there, uh, even though they haven't had, you know, maybe the biggest names of tight ends. Um, you get an elite tight end. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at, Kansas City, you look at San Francisco, boy, it made a big difference pretty quick. And um, so I, they have other needs. I'm not sure if there's an edge rusher that's that good at the fourth pick. There's obviously offensive linemen, and um, you can always use those. So um, they may very well go with a quarterback. Doesn't seem like that would make that would be best served at this point. It's an interesting place. You know, you know, we talk about tight ends and yeah, Kelsey and Kittle are, you know, top of the league, great talents. You want them on your team. Uh, New England this year went all in on tight ends. They signed Hunter Henry. They signed John U. Smith, who was with Arthur Smith in Tennessee. Tennessee had Delaney Walker and John U. Smith as well. Um, so that's obviously a big thing. But you also look around the rest of the league and there's tight ends that are contributing, like in Green Bay, Robert Tunyon. You know, he's not a number one overall pick. He's not a number four overall pick. Yet, many teams have been able to find tight ends later in the draft to make him work. Now, they're saying Kyle Pitts is, you know, transcendent. He's the best that ever been. His pass catching, his route running, his blocking, everything is there. And so he's a great play. And Atlanta needs a tight end. They've got, um, what is it, Hayden Hurst, I think, is their, their starting tight end right now. Uh, they had Hooper for a few years before that, and he went to Cleveland last year. So, you know, there, there is that, but you also have some really good receivers in Atlanta, so you're not desperate necessarily for a top-tier tight end. 
you've got Patrick Surte in the cornerback that's available here. You've got the offensive lineman. I really think Atlanta's going quarterback here. I think they're going Justin Fields, not because he's from Georgia, um, but because he's the best quarterback available at number four. And I think I think any of the top four quarterbacks, I'm discounting Mac Jones, but I believe Wilson, Lance, Lawrence, and Fields, I mean, to me, they're worth going after and getting. Now, there's been talk coming out about Justin Fields not being able to go through his progressions and things like that. And if that's true, then sure, that might, that might hurt him a lot in the draft. But you know, again, he's a winning quarterback. He's played multiple years at a, at a high-end program. And uh, you're talking about selling tickets it, in Atlanta. He's going to sell tickets for sure. Maybe you can get something good out of Matt Ryan. Maybe you do trade Ryan out uh, somewhere and get something okay for him in return. I, I don't know. But I think Atlanta goes quarterback here, um, especially if Justin Fields is available. Maybe they pass on Trey Lance. Maybe they go with with Kyle Pitts or Patrick Sertain or someone else uh, there. Maybe they go offensive line because, uh, again, you're talking about at this point they'd have their pick of the best offensive lineman in the draft. But um, I still feel like they're going to lean quarterback at this point at least. Um, so I've got the first four picks in the draft being quarterbacks, uh, which is insane. Uh, but I just think that's the way that we're headed right now uh, for, for Atlanta. Uh, let's move on to Cincinnati, Dad. You're you're right in Cincinnati country. Uh, I'm not far from it myself, and uh, but I'm sure you're hearing things on the radio. They bring back Zach Taylor, uh, who had an improvement last year. Brian Callahan is the offensive coordinator. Lou Anarumo is the defensive coordinator. They lose William Jackson, cornerback. He went to Washington recently. Came out and said I mean, he was really excited to be out of Cincinnati. Uh, Carl Lawson, the edge rusher. And the other cornerback, Mackenzie Alexander, gone as well. They bring in from New Orleans the edge rusher, Trey Hendrickson. They bring in uh, cornerback, Chidobi Awuzi and Mike Hilton. They also bring in safety, Ricardo Allen. They've got some interesting needs. I, I have them down for wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, defensive end, and linebacker as well. Uh, and, you know, they don't need a quarterback. They're the first team in the draft we know. Doesn't need a quarterback. They've got Joe Burrow in place. Joe Burrow has said, I want Jamar Chase, the wide receiver out of LSU. Uh, obviously, they know each other there. Um, but, uh, you know, there's some really good offensive linemen. At this point, if the things go as I predicted, they can pick anybody they want uh, here offensive lineman-wise. Panay Sewell or Rashawn Slater seem to be the top two. Then you would also have Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, Patrick Sertain, all there as well. Um, have you heard anything interesting or what do you think about Cincinnati? Oh, we've lost his audio. So the great thing about being live and things going wrong. We're going to take him out real quick and see if we can get him back on audio, uh, there. Um, no, I, I haven't heard a lot here. Cincinnati, I mean, again, if you look when you have the quarterback and you're building everything up, then. Um, All right, Dad, we're going to have you go back out and come back in um, on that same link, if you would, please. We're going to take him out there, let him let him come back in, and hopefully we get that kicking back up the right way and so that you can hear him. Uh, appropriately, but uh, we're on the NFL preview right now, and um, 
and we are talking about uh, the top eight picks in the draft. With that, we are being sponsored by Blue Coolers. You can go to the uh, Blue Coolers. We'll put a uh, comment, a link in the notes of the podcast notes that you can go to and get your next cooler. They got great coolers, high quality, guaranteed uh, coolers, 55 quart coolers, their best selling one, five star rated, 10 day ice retention. And uh, it's it's time for cooler season. I mean, you're talking um, cookouts, you're talking camping, you're talking fishing, all those kinds of things. Right now is the time to get yourself a new cooler. Uh, so visit Blue Coolers. We're also sponsored by Skull Candy. If you need a new set of earbuds or headphones, Skull Candy is the way to go. Great listening experience through Skull Candy. Again, we'll post the uh, in the podcast notes. We'll post the link to Skull Candy. And uh, you can go there and get your next set of earbuds. We're talking about Cincinnati right now. Uh, and mine predicting the first four picks of the draft are quarterbacks. Cincinnati in need of wide receiver. Uh, Jamar Chase available. Joe Burrow has already a relationship with him. Uh, then we've got uh, also Kyle Pitts that's available right now. Tied in out of Florida. Uh, also there. Dad's with us now again. And uh, hopefully everything's working fine. Uh, Dad, do you think tight end, receiver, or offensive lineman with the Cincinnati? I think offensive lineman. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a smart pick. You know, again, when you're talking about your your top tier offensive linemen that are available. Penny Sewell, Rashawn Slater, both there. You want to protect your your best asset that you have in Joe Burrow. Um, I think they're going to go a different direction just for the sake. I mean, you look at they've got T. Higgins that they brought in last year. They've got some talented guys there. From what everybody's saying about Kyle Pitts, though, it seems like he's just going to be a really hard guy to pass up at this point in the draft where they are. Um, if he makes it to Cincinnati, I'd be a little surprised if they pass on him. Again, they're going to have pressure from Joe Burrow to bring in Jamar Chase. I'm sure Burrow would not be too upset if they brought in someone to protect him and to keep him on his feet as opposed to his rear end. But, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see kind of which direction they go there. I'm going to put in my pick currently for Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida, um, as Cincinnati does not have a, a great tight end at the moment. Um, and since they already do have some receivers, I think they pass on Jamar Chase and go Kyle Pitts. Offensive line, There's again, there's depth there. There's not as much depth at tight end as there is at, at offensive line, which is why I think they go Pitts here then look to seal up their offensive line in the next coming rounds as well. Uh, next pick is number six overall, the Miami Dolphins. They make the trade with originally with San Francisco to go down to 12, then they go back up to number six with Philadelphia. Uh, the Dolphins have Brian Flores, as their head coach, they've got two guys running the offense, Jordan Godsey and Eric Studsville, and then Josh Boyer, the defensive coordinator. They run the 3-4 there in Miami. Check Lawson was a loss to them. That was a trade with Houston. They bring in Will Fuller from Chicago, the center Matt Skura, and Bernard McKinney uh, in that trade with Houston. They have needs running back, offensive line, um, interior defensive line, and edge rushers. To me, this is a great, great opportunity for the Dolphins to secure their offensive line with uh, Tua being their quarterback and everything like that. Uh, I assume they're going to go offensive line here, Dad, but what are your thoughts with uh, Miami? 
All right, we're going to take him back out again and see if we can. We're going to get it figured out uh, there. We thought we had it figured out at the beginning. We had problems on the last one as well. Um, but nonetheless, technical difficulties. Technology is great when it works, uh, but when it doesn't, it can be kind of a pain for sure. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, Miami, again, you, if, if it goes the way that I've predicted it going, then you're looking at, um, you know, you could have Jamar Chase available. If Cincinnati goes offensive line or Jamar Chase, then you could have Kyle Pitts available. Of course, they've got Gasecki uh, there at tight end as well. And so, you know, you're there at six. Again, they trade up because they, they traded down originally and then back up to this spot. And at this point, you're looking at, at really a top-tier guy still available. You could even throw in Patrick Sertain at cornerback. You could throw in uh, Micah Parsons at linebacker. There's some. There's definitely some guys there. It doesn't look like there's any defensive linemen that are really that you know that main main situation right now uh, for them to take at this at this point at least in the draft. So that'll be interesting to see exactly where they go with it, what they decide uh, to do, how they decide to go about it, all those sorts of things as well. Um, uh, but Miami's an interesting one because they've got a great coaching staff, they've got a solid team uh, there as well. And, uh, you know, they're a team that's really close to being where they need to be, maybe a quarterback away. Some thought Tua comes in and there's some questions to whether or not Tua is the guy in Miami for down the road. There was a lot of conversations about Deshaun Watson this year, um, which that, of course, didn't turn out great. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, You know, those kinds of things as well. So Miami is an intriguing team because I, I put them in the same category as Washington. They're very close to where they need to be. There's just a piece or two they need to add uh, to really become uh, the the final team that they that they have to be in order to compete. And in that division, when you're talking about New England, got better this year. Uh, you're talking about Buffalo, who's already there towards the top, and then the Jets. You know, depending on what they do at number two, they might be uh, uh, immediately impactful as well. Let's see here. We've got Dad on the phone now. We'll bring him in. All right, we got you back. Back. All right. Are we there? Uh, we are there. You are live for the world to see. All right, so we're still talking about Miami. We didn't hear anything you said about Miami, so we'll let you we'll let you talk about the Dolphins. Um, again, I think uh, with Miami, they just need good football players. Um, the wide receiver, you've talked a lot about the guy from LSU. You know, how far is he going to slide? How much do you pass? on him. I've seen him listed a lot at Miami that that's where they need to go and where they will go. And, um, we'll just have to see, uh, from there, like I said, they've got the offensive lineman. They've got a lot of people to choose from. Um, but again, they, they moved back up. So there may be somebody specific they want. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, who knows if I'm right on my picks so far, if I am, then you're talking about the top two offensive linemen still available. And I don't know how at six, how you pass that up. Um, but if you still have Jamar Chase or you still have Kyle Pitts, that's interesting. Um, but you got the other receivers too. If for some reason they like Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle out of Alabama, who knows? And obviously you want to give Tua as many weapons as you can. Um, there was a lot of talk about them bringing in Aaron Jones, the running back with Green Bay. Green Bay was able to re-sign him. So they still have a great need there, but you're not going to draft a running back at this spot. So you need weapons, though, um, and Tua moves around a fair amount too. So you know, I've got them pen- penciled in with uh, Penay Sewell 
here at number six. I have a hard time seeing how you can pass up the number one offensive lineman. And if they don't like Sewell, then then Slater. But how you can't how you can pass up a number one offensive lineman at number six? But again, if number one receiver still on the board, that's a hard one too. Um, at this point, I don't know. I don't know how that one's going to turn out uh, for sure. And trading back up to six just doesn't make sense to go from twelve to six unless you have six guys that you like or maybe three guys that you like, assuming at least three quarterbacks are going to be drafted, and you can still get one of those three, whether it be Pitts, um, uh, an offensive lineman, Chase, who knows? You know, I, They're not going to take quarterback, at least we assume they're not taking quarterback at number six. That brings us to the Detroit Lions. Uh, we have one Lions fan that's commented and said hello to us, Dad. Uh, Susanna uh, says hello through Facebook. Uh, so Detroit lions now are at number seven. Um, they have a new coaching staff as well. Dan Campbell comes in, he brings in a very, very experienced offensive coordinator, Anthony Lynn, who was with the chargers as head coach before. And then they bring in a first time defensive coordinator, former football player, Aaron Glenn, as the defensive coordinator, they lose Kenny Galladay. They lose Matt Stafford. They bring in Jared Goff, Michael Brockers, and linebacker Alex Anzalone. They've got needs. Uh, do they need a quarterback? That can be argued uh, with Jared Goff there. They do need wide receiver. They do need offensive linemen. They need, de- need edge rushers. They need middle linebackers. They need cornerbacks. They need safeties. The guys that I have left on the board, Mac Jones, Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Rashawn Slater, Patrick Sertain, as still being available here at number seven. Um, I mean, what direction do the Lions go this year? Um, makes sense to me, wide receiver. Um, you know, supposedly they've got their quarterback. And again, you're talking of one of the top two, maybe both the top two receivers still being available here. Um, and I would assume they'll keep this pick. It's funny, though, if you're right in the first four quarterbacks, then you're going to have a really good offensive, <laughs> a really good wide receiver, and Pitts is going to be available. Is there somebody that's going to really make a move up to get one of these guys? Pitts, I see Pitts listed as Detroit. That would make no sense because they've got a, a good – is he as good as Pitts? Maybe not, but he's an awfully good tight end. Yeah. And, um, that doesn't seem like that's where they have their need. Wide receiver with losing Galladay, that really that really makes sense uh, for them. And definitely you're going to have potential of a good wide receiver there, if not maybe the best one. Depending on how people view Mac Jones, this could be a trade possibility here as well because you've got the next two picks are Carolina and Denver. Um, does Denver view Mac Jones as better than uh, than what they have and, and Drew Locke, you know, would they want to try to jump Carolina to get a quarterback? I don't know how excited people will be about Mac Jones or if there's another quarterback on the board. I mean, if there's another quarterback, if there's Trey Lance or Justin Fields still on the board here with Detroit at seven, there's a really good shot that Denver will try to jump up to get this pick or that Carolina even goes ahead and moves up one pick, making sure that no one else leapfrogs them to get that pick as well. Uh, but you're right. I think wide receiver is is where the Lions are going to lean towards right now. Uh, according to my picks, I still have Jamar Chase on the on the board, so I think they would go there. But it wouldn't surprise me whichever one they like better out of Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle um, comes here as well. Um, I, again, they're a team with lots of needs, 
Patrick Sertain might intrigue them a little bit, but obviously losing a receiver like Galladay, you've got to think they're going to go replace that here if you got one of the top guys on the board. That makes the most sense, I think, for Detroit. But as we know, Dad, what makes sense for Detroit doesn't always happen <laughs> for <Fair>. Detroit. <laughs> they do have two people, so I guess you can have hope. I'm sure Susanna has hope that they're going to do much better in the draft. But um, we, you know, we, we will see with the moves they've already made. You know, with the quarterback and different things. You know, wide receiver definitely would make sense. But like you said, you never, you never know. All right, that brings us to pick number eight and our last pick of the day, Carolina Panthers. Uh, they have Matt Rule at head coach, Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator, Phil Snow, the defensive coordinator. They lose wide receiver Curtis Samuel. They bring in Hassan Reddick from Arizona and Denzel Perryman as well. Uh, they've got needs at quarterback as they got Teddy Bridgewater currently as their quarterback. Wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, and safety. Again, currently, if it goes the way that we have it set, you're looking at Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Rashawn Slater, Micah Parsons, Patrick Sertain, and J.C. Horn as the, the best players available currently. Again, I'm not a believer in Mac Jones, but Carolina, they've talked about how much they need a quarterback. They've talked about trading up. They've talked about trading for Deshaun Watson, uh, maybe they can get a good deal on Deshaun Watson now and still end up bringing him in and, and not need a quarterback to draft. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on Carolina? Um, if quarterback, if they're dead set on getting a quarterback, I don't think they'll stay at number eight. Yeah. Uh, I think they'll move up. And But again, I mean, sure, they want to get somebody better than Bridgewater. But again, you're talking maybe at some elite players dropping down to eight. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, do you not help yourself? Like I said, there are still some quarterbacks out there um, that could be traded. You know, we've talked about Sam Darnold. We've talked about others. Um, you know, I, I Carolina's not that deep, um, you know, to walk away from an elite offensive lineman or an elite wide receiver um, if, if they stay at eight, unless the quarterback they really want um, is there. And um, I don't think either one of us thinks that's going to be the case. The good quarter, the better, the best quarterbacks probably will go in the top four picks. Whether it be those four teams, I don't know, but in the top four picks. And Carolina would make sense um, to move up if they want a quarterback, unless, because again, Mac Jones may go too. So it really depends how they have them ranked and um, what they want there. Again, they're a team that has needs, so a really top-flight cornerback would be good. Your offensive line, of course, would be good. I assume Pitts would be good there. Yeah, and you got to think about later in the draft, too, because you still have the Florida quarterback, Kyle Trask. Uh, you've got uh, Mund. Is he from A&M, I think? Kellen Mund from A&M as well. So maybe you don't love Mac Jones, and you say, well, let's wait till the second round to get Kyle Trask or something like that as well if – if the board doesn't fall the way that that, that works for you. Um, I've got them picking wide receiver with either Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, one of those two, uh, going here to uh, Carolina. But I think Patrick Sertain is an interesting pick for them at cornerback. Slater at offensive line. J.C. Horn also at quarterback. He's fallen a little bit due to some off-the-field stuff, but 
Um, I like Mark, Micah Parsons out of Penn State, the linebacker as well, uh, in this range. Um, I think they go if they if they're not going to trade up and get a quarterback, and they stay right here where they are at eight. I think they go wide receiver because I think one of the top uh, the top second and third receiver in the draft are still available here, and uh, I think that's the way they go. Um, it's going to be an interesting one because I think once you get past the first two picks is when it gets really really interesting for me. Um, and uh, you know, Carolina, such an intriguing team. But you know what? Honestly, um, you know. Would you trade for uh, Deshaun Watson still if he was available? Um, in a month, you may know a little more. Right now, you need to know more about that situation. Um, I don't think there's any, any any doubt about that. You, I couldn't, you couldn't make a trade for him right now. In a month, things are going to probably be a lot clearer and know whether he's he's a good um, possibility or not. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, if I'm Carolina and I say, hey, I'll I'll give you a fourth-round draft pick for him, <laughs> no matter what happens, I can live with losing a fourth-round draft pick if everything comes out and he goes to prison. Um, and I don't know that the stuff he did is going to – is warranted a prison either. Even the stuff he's being accused of, I'm not sure, you know, what all it warrants. And, and obviously, we are 100% against the mistreatment of women. I want to make sure we post that and make that very clear. We are not for what he's being accused of. And don't mean to, to to wipe it off as nothing, but if you're a football team looking to to acquire uh, a top talent, then Deshaun Watson's a guy that might now he's not going to get any cheaper, I don't think, than what he is right now. Now's the time to go out and go ahead and get him. And I mean, if you can keep Bridgewater at the same time, great. If you can't, you got to include him in the trade. You know, they still got uh, you know I got options back there as far as someone that can can maintain or hold for a little bit. If Watson gets suspended for four games or eight games or whatever it may be, um, I think that's the best option for Carolina if it goes the way that I'm thinking it's going to go in the draft. But yeah, otherwise you're looking at them moving up with Cincinnati maybe at number four, um, or excuse me, Atlanta at number four, Cincinnati at number five if a quarterback gets gets past uh, them there uh, to try to get ahead. Because I think Denver is going to go up for a quarterback. We'll talk about them in the next episode. I think Denver could very easily try to go up and get a quarterback as well. After that, you've got Dallas, you've got the Giants, you've got the Eagles, Chargers, uh, Vikings. They're all set at quarterback. Patriots down there at 15. You know, maybe they look for a guy in the future. Arizona set. The Raiders, who knows about the Raiders? I like Derek Carr. Who knows? Uh, you got Miami again. Washington needs a quarterback at number 19. So you're looking really at about two teams there after that top eight. That's going to our top nine. That's going to need quarterbacks before you start getting into the Bears, um, Titans, Steelers, those kinds of teams that might be looking for further down the road guys uh, as well. So, so that's the first eight picks. Jaguars. Uh, I have them. These are my opinions, purely my opinions. Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, Jets Zach Wilson, San Francisco Trey Lance, Atlanta Justin Fields, Cincinnati Kyle Pitts, uh, Miami Penne Sewell. Detroit, Jamar Chase, and Carolina with either Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddell. Their choice there at wide receiver is the way I'm leaning. Currently, we'll come out with the official sports stove uh, NFL tra- mock draft closer to the time. Uh, Dad, we're going to be looking at uh, the next eight picks uh, in our next episode. A little bit more conversation, I think, to be had as we get down. And now you get into some of the, the players that aren't already in that top ten or whatever it may be there. Uh, that gets a little bit more interesting along the way 
as well. But uh, we're almost the draft time, and this is one of the more exciting times for us as sports fans, off-season sports fans, and things like that as well. Anything you want to add before we're done? Uh, no, like I said, Deshaun Watson is going to throw an interesting curve in everything, depending on what he has there. And like you said, if it comes down to taking a chance on him, as soon as you said that, the Raiders came in. <laughs> we would have the history that would do that. So uh, we'll see. That's a great point. We'll talk about them uh, here coming up in the next episode. Maybe no. no yeah. Yeah, they're at number 17, so we'll get them in, in two episodes from now uh, as well. Definitely interesting. Honestly, if I'm Carolina, I'm willing to trade pick number eight for Deshaun Watson. If that's all I have to give up, I'm willing to do that. Um, but we'll see how it all plays out. That, that And who knows, by the next episode, maybe we'll have some Deshaun Watson news. <laughs> you just never know. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Coolers. Again, in the podcast notes, we'll post the link for Blue Coolers, so that way they know that we sent you. Uh, great deals right now. They're sometimes called the Yeti Killer. You can go to Blue Coolers and get yourself your cooler as you get ready for outdoor season. Then, I'm also sponsored by Skull Candy. Get yourself some earbuds or headphones through Skull Candy. We'll post the link for those as well, uh, both in the comments and in the podcast notes uh, for here. Next episode, we'll come at you with the next eight picks in the draft. Uh, going picks nine through sixteen is that that's seven picks? I don't know. We're going we're going to the next eight picks. Whatever it is, that's what we're going to nine through seventeen. Whatever it is, we'll do math another day. Uh, those are the next. That's the next episode that we're planning on right now. Uh, that's my dad, Dale Stover. I'm Vince Stover, and uh, until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.